The Spin-Off Podcast Network. At Zed, we're all about moving with the times. And now it's time to be part of the climate change solution and move on from fossil fuels. As a company providing fuel to people all over the country, we also know we have a real opportunity to lead that change. We're committed to keeping Aotearoa moving by providing the right energy for everyone. We believe that innovation in fuel and how it's used can make a huge difference to our planet. Find out more at z.co.nz. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and of course past performance does not guarantee future returns. Alex here, I'm all by myself in the RealPod studio, Duncan had to leave to a meeting, as is his want, but what you're about to hear is an exciting phone conversation between the two of us and Tyson, and then later also Denise, aka Mum, from Rustic Kitchen in Waiuru. Uh, I'd also just like to apologise for my pronunciation of Waiuru during this interview, it's a real shocker, and wish I could take it back, but I can't. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> Hello, Tyson. Come in, Tyson. Hello, how are you? We're really, really good. How are you? How are things in Waiuru this morning? Oh, yeah, pretty good. Good day up here, so it's always a bonus. We've got, um, I don't know if you know anything about who we are. We do a reality television podcast called The Real Pod, and we have been diligently recapping uh, My Restaurant Rules all season, and we are extremely excited to be chatting to you at the moment. Oh, lovely! Thank you for that. Yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty in the dark with all social media. It's kind of uh, my downfall, but um, yeah, no, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, I mean, congratulations on your huge win. What's the mood like in Waiuru? Um, yeah, no, everyone's ecstatic here. Eh? Like, not just Waiuru. We're talking like all our local towns in Taihapi and Oakuni. Like, every time you go somewhere, it's everyone can't wait to congratulate you and thank us for for what a job we've done for for the small rural communities. So would you say, hi, uh, hi Tyson, it's uh, Duncan, uh, I'm the, one of the co-hosts of, of The Real Pod, was riveted by your performance. Um, you, you looked like you were confident the whole way through, even though the scores weren't necessarily reflecting it. What, what gives you that confidence? Um, to be truthfully honest with you, it's just armour that I was wearing the whole, whole show um, from day one. Um, I, it's kind of like a, a protection thing. I, I've worked in this industry since I was 13, and I know how, how tough and hard um, other chefs and, and, and hospitality can actually be on you and how demoralising it can get. So I kind of have like this whole confidence armour that I put on, and it doesn't matter who attacks me. It's all kind of like it's not attacking me. It's attacking that. So, you know, it was kind of a little bit of a show. Um but, you know, of course I'm confident as well, you know, going into things like that. <laughs> Making gods cry, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that, was that the yes, first time yeah, you had yeah. said that on your show? Or is, is, on the show, was that, is that a catchphrase of yours for a long time? No, yeah, first time, first time I've ever said it, actually. And <laughs> <laughs> it, it is a little bit out of context. I mean, I was trying to, like, 
use something like trying to, I was trying to sound intelligent, believe it or not. So I know I, I watched and I didn't think it was that intelligent, but um, <laughs> I was trying to like reference um, Isaac Newton, for example, you know, give me a lever and I can move the world, like completely improbable, but you know, there is a chance that it can be done. And, and what I was trying to say to Daniel is like, if we have the, enough time, resources and money, we could make food that would just, you know, and, and I was trying to think what it could do. Like, I was like, make the gods cry. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So Daniel, incredible yeah. character. You at times it felt like you guys had some tension, but then you, then again, then you sort of seem to have have mutual alignment later on. What's the what's the relationship like? How do you, how do you feel about that guy? Uh, I love Daniel. He he is <laughs> me and Daniel. We both come from the same sort of like background in cooking, um, and the tension you see is kind of like what we would both have to deal with every single day in, in the kitchen sort of thing on the line. Um, and he, he understood it instantly as soon as I started talking to him and I could see it in him as well. So it was so easy for us to play off against each other. And um, we're really good mates, me and Daniel and, and Julia. Um, so, you know, like they, they are uh, really, they're the only two that I really talk to on a day-to-day basis sort of thing from the TV series. Um, wow. Really, really cool couple. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever hear Daniel listening to any kind of music? And if so, what genre would you describe it as? <laughs> no, I never heard Daniel listen to any sort of music. Um, if you uh, had to guess. No. Because he's got what a particular sort of look. He's got a particular aesthetic. Yeah, no, I imagine he'd be into some sort of... I, I don't know, I'm not very good at music. I mean, I listen to really shit music, so I, I don't know what he would listen to, but I bet he listens to some sort of, like, grunge or something like that. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> what music do you listen to, Tyson? Oh, uh, yeah, no one likes my music. I listen to classical and opera and stuff like that. Oh, wow. that's cool. Good on you. That's really yeah. nice making God cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, can we talk through some yeah, of your signatures? If it's not 400 years old, I don't listen to it. <laughs> Gregorian chants. Um, what about some of the key dishes? One in particular that, that uh, tickled us at the Real Pod was the roadkill. Um, was it entree that one or a main? I can't remember. The the sort of tractor through the pate. The tractor through the pate. Yeah, um, where did the idea for that come from, and where did you source that small tractor from? <laughs> <laughs> the small tractor. Um, yes, it is a children's toy. Um, it, it, it's. Um, but it's all plastic. It all goes through a dishwasher. So it's all very sterile before anyone gets all jumpity that it's, you know, a toy going through their food. Um, but uh, I don't It's just, it's about, uh, I worked with a chef a few years ago and he was like, you know, at the end of the day, we put everything into trying to make things perfect for people and, and all that. Like, why shouldn't we have some fun in the kitchen ourselves? So it's sort of like a bit of fun that we have in the kitchen. It was so um, fun. It was, it was so chef, fun. Yeah. Yeah, well, and that's what it is. You know, and, um, yes, we've had a few hate emails from people saying that we have no class or taste by serving something called roadkill. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it served its purpose. And I said that to Colin, I think it was on the final night. Colin um, was saying to someone, oh, don't listen to Tyson. He served me roadkill. And I turned around to Colin and said, hey, it's been, you know, a fair few days since you're at our restaurant and you're still talking about that dish. So it's actually done what exactly what I wanted to do is to get you talking about the restaurant. It's true. It's so true. We, we actually have a, a museum um, up here uh, called the Real Pod Museum where we collect like reality television ephemera uh, and, and memorabilia. 
I don't suppose there's any chance that we might, and we, we considered that, that, that tractor moment really iconic. If we found you a replacement tractor, is there any way that we could get that p- for our museum, or, or is it quite important to the yep, sort of yours, integrity mate. of the dish? No, it's yours. Holy oh hell. my goodness. <laughs> okay, okay, that's huge. And it cost me like $4, so it's all yours, mate. Don't worry about it. I'm sure I can buy another one. <laughs> incredible, oh incredible. It's amazing. We'll get your address. That's going to be the centerpiece now. Oh, totally. That driver takes Hayden's ring from Married at First Sight season <laughs> two. <laughs> That's really incredible. Hey, will you be gearing up for a really big Friday dinner service? This is going to be huge for, for Rustic after the win. For, for tonight? Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I mean, since we finished filming... Um, it's got nothing to do with winning. It was actually something that was always in the plans before we started the TV show and we put it on hold, but we actually have opened our second restaurant. What? Already. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so that, that was in the plans from about January this year, is opening the restaurant, and we kind of knew where we wanted it and all that, and by the time we kind of got all the our ducks in place, um, the TV kind of rang us up and said, hey, congratulations, you made the top five in New Zealand. So I said to the... Um, Agent, I said, no, it's got to go on hold. I can't, I can't do a TV series and open a second restaurant. So we put it on hold for the TV series. Um, and then basically as soon as we finished, I was ready. We went straight ahead and opened the restaurant in about two months, I think. So, t- um, so tell us about it. and everything. So also Shabby Chic? What's the, what's the vibe of the new place? What's it called? Yeah, it's still Shabby Chic, yeah. <laughs> so it's called Rustic Steakhouse. Um, so we've, it's a spin-off of the Rustic Eating House. It's a concept I've tried, um, and I'm always going to keep the Eating House as like a concept restaurant and try different different styles and, and kind of get them to where I want them in the Wauru area, and then we'll branch out from there. And so this is a steakhouse, so it's kind of a, a Kiwi steakhouse crossed with, like, you know, it's got a slight American twist to it as well, but still has our race it, our race it, rustic basics Um at heart, so you know, we still have like our recycled pallet wall, which we use all the building materials to make, so it's all recycled and and have that whole eco friendly and everything's made on site, so it still has that whole rustic vibe about it. Um, but it's it's got um, a massive dry age meat ager in the middle of it, so that's kind of our signature down there. Wow, did you ever settle on a definition of shabby chic? <laughs> no, I honestly. <laughs> I wouldn't even call my restaurant Shabby Chic. I was just trying to the, – the argument that happened with that was that they were saying that I can't call myself rustic because it looked too modern, it looked too new. And I was trying to say to them that my interpretation of rustic is a mix of old and new, kind of like Shabby Chic, how that's kind of old and new. And it's not – like, I, I, I do understand sort of what Shabby Chic is, and my restaurant is not Shabby Chic. But it, it was just kind of like trying to reference to Amy, like, the way I perceive rustic, it can't be all old because that's just old and it can't be all new because that's obviously new. For me, it has to be a mix of the both, mm. but the old come with the new. And so that, that's how I tried to put it into her language. And then she turned around and said, I don't know what shabby chic is. I was like, oh, well, that was lost. Right. <laughs> so I, I found the tension between the sort of small town and the, the Auckland uh, sort of fancy people quite quite fun to watch. Um, was there some extra satisfaction in, in taking down Moxie, given that they had, they, it felt like they had a little bit of an inbuilt advantage with the, the judging and the, the sort of nature of the show. So did, how did that whole dynamic feel to you? Yeah, it was, it was uh, definitely, definitely um, an added bonus that um, obviously um, 
like it was just kind of the small town versus Auckland because let's face it, nothing happened outside Auckland, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but you know, like and and but that's where you know your big cities, your three big cities through New Zealand, Auckland, Wellington, and Christchurch. That's where all the you know the best restaurants are. That's you know the, the kind of you know the pinnacles and stuff. So for us to actually be have taken on Auckland in the final round was one. It was very nerve wracking because you know it was the um, the fact that it it is Auckland that we're taking on. Um, but also it was, it was like, you know, I, I said from day one, I wanted a really good competition. I, I love competition. That's kind of like what I live for. So um, to have them in the final um, was kind of exactly what I wanted to, you know, if you're going to be the best, you have to beat the best. So, I mean, c- congratulations on the win. It was such a, a, a nail biter in the end. Do you what do you think that like and you, you you talked a little bit I think at the end about the sort of empire you're, you're building obviously you've got the steakhouse now where 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 do you see this going and like can we can is there going to be a, a rustic Auckland like can we can we look forward to eating your cuisine in the big city anytime soon um, I'll never say no to any opportunity that comes my way um, but at this stage I don't see opening in Auckland itself maybe outside of Auckland not far from Auckland, but um, I quite like the whole small town sort of pit stop, mm-hmm. if you will, because you, you have all, all your beautiful restaurants. And, I mean, we had a, an amazing time when we were in Auckland going out and dining around the city and stuff. And, um, and there's so much opportunity there. So I quite like the idea of having that sort of opportunity outside of the big city. So, you know, everyone travelling can stop in and, and still have that same experience. But in the middle of nowhere, so you know, maybe, maybe Pocono or somewhere next Huntley. <laughs> Great town, oh, yeah, Huntley. Yeah, and Kane. people will travel. I think we're all making plans to try and visit Rustic. Um, I have a Im- really important question for you. Uh, where is the nearest Nando's to you? The nearest Nando's? Yeah, um, and what are your thoughts on it? I have no idea where the nearest Nando's There must be one in Telfo, surely. Is there? You'd, I don't you'd know. Hope so. Yeah. Are you, um, are you a fan? Nando's. Oh, I haven't had Nando's for about oh something like eight years, I reckon. <laughs> um, oh, it's not that I'm not a fan of Nando's at all. I, I, it's just not available where I am. <laughs> um, well, next yeah, time, no, next, uh, next time you're up in Auckland, we'll 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 take you to Nando's. Mm. Uh, they 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 sponsor our podcast. I I'm not a god, but I regularly weep over their cuisine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You bring, well, we can bring the tractor think, and run it through the cheesy on, garlic bread. <laughs> yeah. I think the whole point of being gods is uh, it's perception, isn't it? You know, it's the reason why I use the word gods. You know, we're all gods at the end of the day, aren't we? Oh, absolutely. In our own little way. We all have the power to create. <laughs> wow. That's very spiritual. Um, was there anything else? Anything else? Anything else you want to say from your experience, Tyson? How did it feel like to, to be on television? Must have been pretty pretty bizarre to suddenly um, be thrown into prime time like that as as a chef of Waiuru. Yeah, it was. Um, I've done a lot of chef competitions in my time um, for Chef of the Year and and Le Chien de Rosserie, which is like International Chef of the Year and stuff like that. And I've competed in those, and I kind of thought I knew what I was going into as another chef competition. But I tell you what, those my hat goes off to everybody that Colin, Judith, everybody that does throughout any sort of TV series, 
that you know um, does it because there is a huge amount of effort that goes into it, um, not only from the participants and stuff, but obviously the crew and everybody, right down to the hours they put in. Like, I was just amazed to see it. It was an unreal experience to see what actually goes on behind the scenes. So, mm. Was there anything that went on behind the scenes that didn't make it that you think would be um, a, a valuable thing for, for us to know about? Any scoops, Tyson? Oh, there was a lot that went on behind the scenes, but um, no, look, the the producers done a fantastic job making that um, TV um, series, and and I think they done it justice with everything that they managed to fit in because there was obviously a lot of a lot of filming and a lot lot of hours of filming to cram into a forty minute show. So, um, well, forty minute show, yeah, forty minute show. Um, so you know, I think they done fantastic, and and there were cert- certain things in there that I was like, oh, I wish that had made it, but um. Yeah, I can't think of them right now. <laughs> well, congratulations. We we had a ball watching you, and we, we were, um, you know, tra- transfixed by by this this uh, amazing new new reality star that we we got to see blooming before our eyes. Would love to, any any thoughts of um, you know doing some more television in the future? Oh yeah, um, I definitely definitely mentioned that to to everybody. I was like, yeah, no, I'm de- I'm in the I, I love that whole sort of thing. Um, <laughs> And I'd be definitely keen for it in the future, but um, maybe not in the next six months because, you know, I've got a second restaurant to get up and running. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, we'll let you get back to that. Thank you so much for your time and congratulations again, Tyson. And say hi to mum. Yeah, mum. Well. So cool. Yeah, I'll say hi to mum for you. We love mum. Right, yeah, do you guys want to so talk much. to her as well? Do you want her part on it? Is she around? <laughs> she is around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's get some mum. Say mum on the phone. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. just find out here she is. She's piping up butters for me. I haven't even got rid of her. She's never worked here before, and then, you know, a TV series comes along, I can't get rid of her. Oh, that's <laughs> amazing. Here you go, I'll pass you over now. Cool. What's going on? Hello, you're speaking with Denise. Hi, Denise. It's Alex and Duncan from The Real Pod here. This is very exciting for us. We just wanted to congratulate you on your massive win. Oh, thank you for that. You must be so proud it's of Tyson. It's a huge thing. Yeah, it's a huge thing. Huge thing for, for you and for, for Tyson for Wilder. But you must be so proud of your boy. Oh, thrilled to bits, buddy. Thrilled to bits, you know. It's his talent that's got us where we are. And it sounds like you're sticking around now in the kitchen. You've got a taste for it. Yes. <laughs> I don't know whether I've got a taste for it or whether it's compulsion. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it must have been amazing to get Colin's commentary on your desserts, you know, like, you know, the, to, to go from not even working in the restaurant to having one of the world's great chefs praise you. One of the great chocolate gardens. Yes, how cool is that, eh? Even, even though um, an experienced chef can't meet me. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. If there was one standout moment, Denise... And um, we've talked at length with Tyson already about the tractor through the pate, which was one of our um, one of our favourite moments. But do you have any kind of standouts when you look back at my restaurant rules? What what will you kind of remember from it? Um, I, for me personally, I think it's it's a fact that we achieved so much together, um, and that we worked so well together. Um, I'm not saying the other teams had not worked well together, but I felt that Tyson and I worked really well together and that that's what achieved so much by being able to work together. Yeah. 
there were some moments yeah. I did. We obviously were watching, sort of recapping the show, and there was one <laughs> one episode in particular where things got <laughs> slightly tense, where I think he said, uh, "Your your assemblage looked like a dog's balls." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then what did I say? Oh, that didn't work well, did it? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but aside from that, yeah, I think you it did look like a pretty good, pretty good team. Sort of have to be, don't you? <laughs> well, you do really, eh? It doesn't, you know, you do have to be a good team. Um, but I didn't end up crying in the corner, so that's always a bonus, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's all we can hope for. And and what about when you found yeah. out that you had won? I mean, watching it, you both sort of look sort of stunned I mean did you know that was coming Tyson was obviously supremely confident um did you feel the same I did yes but you just don't know where the judges want to put the placings right. um and you know like if they if you know and at the end of the day they're judging on food but if they what if they feel one team is that fraction better that's where they put their points I see. so um I was yeah, and I so I, we were adding up as we were going along, and you know, and when someone says they've got two tens, you're thinking, wow, you know, they have to win on two tens. Well, they didn't win on two tens. I see, I see. Because yeah, yeah. What was the standout dish for you that someone else made? And I'm also going to ask you what the worst one was. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my standout dish. Um, oh man, that's hard work. <laughs> um, I liked. Um, I think it was Susanna's. Um, um, what did she make? She made a on the first round. She made a um, um, a milk pudding. Um, what uh, do they call that? Panna cotta? Yeah, panna cotta. That was really nice. Oh, we love them. We love references. I really like that. <laughs> and what about the worst? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I have to say the worst will be the same with her um, her buckwheat. She put black buckwheat in it and it was so hard. It was like I might have gone to the field to eat it out in the field. <laughs> um, and that was really disappointing <laughs> so she made a good one and she made a bad one you know yeah. I just thought oh wow <laughs> yeah we've all been um, there main um you know and mains um I can't remember what to be honest with you which one was really the worst and whatnot the good ones um I liked from memory I think I liked um the cat cat mains was really nice, I think, from memory without studying it <laughs> and being honest about it. Yeah, yeah. Are you in touch with any of the um, other contestants now or have you sort of moved on? Um, we have a little bit to do with Daniel and Julia, um, and but I haven't touched base since we've won with any of them. We've been so busy and I just need time to process what we've gone through. Mm. And, um, and I've had... Um, emails to um, Amy and James and PJ and Rob, but um, Raf and Susanna haven't communicated. Mm, interesting. What was your take on Daniel? We've heard Tyson's point of view. He's obviously a very polarising character, quite unusual to watch <laughs> on television. What was um, he like in the room? Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I enjoyed his banter. Um, I think he's a neat guy. I think both Julia and Daniel are neat people. Mm. Um, and I would, out of all of them, they would probably, if you had a confidence where you wanted to um, trust somebody with your deep secret, I would trust those two out of all of the contestants. Wow. That's saying something. Yeah. It is, isn't it? But that's where I put them both, and I have that much confidence in them. And, um, yeah, and if I had to work with anybody, I would work with those guys. That's amazing. Maybe we could get a um, Central Park rustic collaboration one day. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't that cause a ruckus in the the cooking world? (laughs) I would watch that show, and I'm sure there are a lot of people who would too. Imagine a lot of imagine a lot of swearing in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> the chucky from Daniel more than Tyson. <laughs> yes, yes, that's true. <laughs> All right, thank you so much for your time, Denise. It's lovely to talk to you, and congratulations again. Thank you very much. No worries, and um, we'll hear from you guys and see what you're going to write on about us. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. And yeah, the real pod, we're all we're all huge fans of you. So thank you very much. I understand Tyson said he's cool. gonna um he's gonna send us the famous tractor that went through the pate because we have a museum, so I'll send you a picture of Oh that. right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Thanks for that. All right, no worries. Thank you so much, Denise. Bye. No trouble. Thank you. Bye. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Kia ora e te iwi, te Aihe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.